0: Chapter two of the Landleaguers by Anthony Trollope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Landleaguers by Anthony Trollope. Chapter two The Man in the Mask Edith, before she went to bed that night, crept up to her brother's bedroom and seated herself on the bedside. It was a little room which Florian occupied alone, and lay at the back of the house, next to that in which peter slept here as she sat on the bed she could see by a glance that young florian feigned to be asleep Florrie, you are pretending to be asleep Florrie uttered a short snore or rather snort for he was not a good actor you may as well wake up because otherwise i shall shake you why am i to be shaked up in bed because i want to speak to you why am i to be made to speak when i want to sleep papa has been talking about you downstairs he has come home from ballintubber very tired and very unhappy and he thinks you have been made to go to bed without your supper "'because we have been attacking you about religion. "'I have told him that nobody has said a word to you.' "'But you did.' "'Not a word.' "'You didn't tell him all that you told me. "'About letting in the water.' "'This was asked in a tone of great anxiety. "'Not a word, not as yet.' "'And you won't. "'Mind, I'll tell you what's all untrue. "'What do I know about letting in the water?' "'Who did it?' "'I'm not going to tell.' "'You know, then.' "'No, I don't. "'But I'm not going to tell as though I knew it.' "'You don't care about it in your religion, but we Catholics don't like telling lies.' "'You saw nothing.' "'Whatever I saw, I'm not to tell a lie about it.' "'You've promised not, you mean.' Now, Edie, you're not going to trap me. You've got your own religion, and I've got mine. It's a great thing in our religion to be able to hold your tongue. Father Malachy says it's one of the greatest trials which a man has to go through. Then, Flory, am I to gather that you will say nothing further to me?' Here the boy shook his head. "'because in that case I must tell father, "'and at any rate he must be told, "'and if you do not tell him, I shall.' "'What is there to be told?' "'I shall tell him exactly what I saw, and Ada. "'I saw, we saw, that when the news came about the flood, "'you were conscious of it all. "'If you will go to father and tell him the truth, "'he will be but very little angry with you. "'I don't suppose you had a hand in it yourself?' "'No!' shouted the boy. "'But I think you saw it, and that they made you swear an oath. "'Was that not so?' no whispered the boy i am sure it was so then the boy again plucked up his courage and declared with a loud voice that it was not so that night before she retired to rest edith went to her father and told him all that she had to say she took ada with her and together they used all their eloquence to make their father believe as they believed no said edith he has not confessed but words drop from him which make us sure that he knows who did it i am certain that he saw it done i don't mean to say that he saw the whole thing the water i suppose was coming in all night the whole night while we were sleeping in our beds the waters of the loch were ruining me said the father but he saw enough to be able to tell you who did it i know who did it it was that ruffian Carroll. but father you'll want evidence am i to bring up my own boy to swear that he was there witnessing what was done as the friend of my enemies i do not believe that he was there at all if you question him, he will probably own to it. It will be better to get at the truth and face it. He is only ten years old. You must tell me the story of his pretended conversion.' "'Why should it be pretended?' asked the father. "'Well, of his conversion,' said Edith. "'I don't see what it has to do with it. Am I to put myself forward as a bigoted Protestant? Florian has been foolish. But am I to say that I am angry, or am not angry? Not specially angry?' "'It will show the influence under which he has taken up Carol's side,' said Edith or the influence under which he has been made to hold his tongue said ada just so said edith we do not think that he has made one with your enemies in the matter but he has seen them at work and has been made to promise that he will hold his tongue i don't suppose you mean to let the affair slip by without punishing any one when the girls left him mr jones was by no means persuaded as far as he could ascertain from examination of the persons about the locality there was no one willing to state in evidence that he had seen anything the injury had been done in november on a wet dreary dull afternoon he did learn that at half-past three the meadows were in their usual condition as to the sluices the gates of which had been pulled out and thrown away in twenty different places he could learn nothing no one had seen a sluice gate touched as to florian and to what florian had been seen to do he had asked no question because florian's name had not then been mentioned but he had been struck by the awful silence of the people there were women there living on the spot with whose families his family had been on the most kindly terms when rheumatism was rife, and rheumatism down on the loch side had often been rife. They had all come up to the castle for port wine and solace. He had refused them nothing, he or his dear wife who had gone, or his daughters, and to give them their due they had always been willing to work for him at a moment's notice. He would have declared that no man in Ireland was on better terms with his tenantry than he, and now because there had been a quarrel between him and that pestilent fellow carroll whom he had been willing to buy out from his bit of land and let him go to america so that they might all be at peace could they all have turned against him and taken carroll's part as far as he had been able to gather the feelings of the people from conversation with them they had all acknowledged carroll to be wrong he would have said that there was not one among them who was not his friend rather than carroll's he was aware that there had been ill-feeling about in other parts of the country there had been so he was told a few demagogues in galway town american chiefly who had come thither to do what harm they could and he had heard that there was discontent in parts of mayo about ballyhannis and loch glynn but where he lived round loch Corrib, there had been no evil symptoms of such a nature now suddenly he found himself as though surrounded by a nest of hornets there were eighty acres of his land under water, and no one would tell him how it was done or by whom. And now, to make the matter worse, there had come upon him this trouble with reference to his own boy. He would not believe the story which his daughters had told him, and yet he knew within his heart that they were infinitely the better worthy of credit. He believed in them. He knew them to be good and honest and zealous on his behalf." but how much better did he love poor florian and in this matter of the child's change of religion in which he had foolishly taken the child's part he could not but think that father malachy had been most unkind to him not that he knew what father malachy had done in the matter but florian talked as though he had been supported all through by the priest father malachy had in truth done very little he had told the boy to go to his father the boy had said that he had done so and that his father had assented but frank and the girls are totally against it they have no sense of religion at all then father malachy had told him to say his prayers and come regularly to mass mr jones agreed with his daughters that it behoved him to punish the culprit in this matter but nevertheless he thought that it would be better for him to let it go unpunished than to bring his boy into collision with such a one as pat carroll he twice talked the matter over with florian and twice did so to no effect at first he threatened the young sinner and frowned at him but his frowns did no good "'Florian, if he could stand firm against his sister Edith, "'was sure that he could do so against his father. "'Then Mr. Jones spoke him fair, "'and endeavoured to explain to him how sad a thing it would be "'if his boy were to turn against his own father "'and the interests of the family generally. "'But I haven't,' said Florian confidently. "'You should tell me what you saw on that afternoon.' "'I didn't see anything,' said Florian sulkily. "'I don't believe you knew anything about it,' "'said Mr. Jones to Edith afterwards.' Edith could only receive this in silence and keep her own opinion to herself. Ada was altogether of her mind, but Frank at last came round to his father's view. It isn't probable, he said to his sisters, that a boy of his age should be able to keep such a secret against four of us, and then it is most improbable that he should have seen anything of the occurrence, and not have come at once to his father. But the girls held their own opinion, till at last they were told by Frank that they were two pig-headed nincompoops. Things were going on in this way, and Mr. Jones was still striving to find out evidence by which a case might be substantiated against Pat Carroll, when that gentleman, one winter afternoon, was using his eloquence upon Master Florian Jones. It was four o'clock, and the darkness of the night was now coming on very quickly. The scene was a cottage almost in the town of Hedford, and about two miles from the nearest part of the Moroni estate. In this cottage, Carroll was sitting at one side of a turf fire— while an old woman was standing by the doorway making a stocking and in this cottage also was another man whose face was concealed by an old crape mask which covered his eyes and nose and mouth he was standing on the other side of the fireplace and florian was seated on a stool in front of the fire ever and anon he turned his gaze round on the mysterious man in the mask whom he did not at all know and in truth he was frightened awfully through the whole interview by the man in the mask who stood there by the fireside almost close to florian's elbow without speaking a word nor did the old woman say much though it must be presumed that she heard all that was said thanks mr florian it's well for you you've come said Carol. just you sit steady there cause it won't do the least good in life you're moving about twere all the world'll see you it was thus that the boy was addressed by him, whom we may now call his co-conspirator, and Carroll showed plainly by his movements and by the glances which he cast around him that he understood perfectly the dreadful nature of the business in which he was engaged. "'You see that gentleman there?' and Carol pointed to the man in the mask. "'I see him,' said poor Florian, almost in tears. "'You'd better mark him, that's all. If he catches a hold o' you, he'd tear you to tatters, that's all.' "'Not that he'd do ye the least harm in life "'if ye would just hold your pace and say nothing to nobody. "'Not a word I'll say, Pat. "'Don't, that's about it. "'Don't. "'We knows, he knows, "'what they're driving at down at the castle. "'Sore a word comes out of the mouth of one "'but he knows it. "'Here the man in the mask shook his head "'and looked as horrible as a man in a mask can look. "'They'll tell ye that the father who owns ye "'ought to know all about it. "'It's just him as shouldn't know.' "'He don't,' said Florian. "'Not a no, and if ye mane to keep yourself from being holed, as they hold Muster Bingham, the other day away at Hollymount,' the boy understood perfectly well what was meant by the process of holing. The Mr. Bingham, a small landlord who had been acting as his own agent, some twenty miles off in the county of Mayo, had been frightfully murdered three months since. It was the first murder that had stained the quarrel which had now commenced in that part of the country.' mr bingham had been unpopular but he had had to deal with such a small property that no one had imagined that an attack would be made on him but he had been shot down as he was driving home from hollymount whither he had gone to receive rent he had been shot down during daylight and no one had as yet been brought to justice for the murder You minds muster bingham muster florier he's gone and sorrow a soul knows anything about it it's i'd be sorry to think you would be polished off that way Again the man in the mask made signs that he was wide awake. To tell the truth of Florian, he felt rather complimented in the midst of all his horrors in being thus threatened with the fate of Mr. Bingham. He had heard much about Mr. Bingham, and regarded him as a person of much importance since his death. He was raised to a level now with Mr. Bingham, and then his immediate position was very much better than Bingham's. He was alive, and up to the present moment, as long as he held his tongue and told nothing, he would be regarded with friendly eyes by that terrible man in the mask." but through it all there was the agonizing feeling that he was betraying them all at home. His father and Edith and Frank would not murder him when they found him out, but they would despise him. And the boy knew something. He knew much of what was due by him to his father. At this moment he was much in dread of Pat Carroll. He was in greater dread of the man in the mask. But as he sat there, terrified by them as they intended to terrify him, he was aware of all that courage would demand from him. If he could once escape from that horrid cabin, "'He thought that he might be able to make a clean breast and tell everything. "'It's I that'd be awful sorry that anything like what happened to Bingham "'should happen to you, Muster Florrie. "'Why wouldn't ye? And I'd have done nothing against you,' said Florian. "'He did feel that his conduct up to the present moment "'deserved more of gratitude than of threats from Pat Carroll. "'You're to remember your oath, Muster Flory. "'You're become one of us, as Father Brosnan was telling you. "'You're not to be one of us and then go over among them scamming Protestants.' i haven't gone over among them only my father is one of them what's your father to do with it now you're a catholic have you ever false to a catholic on behalf of them protestants though he's twice your own father you'd go to hell for it that's where you'd be going and it's not only that but the gentleman as is there will be sending you on the journey then pat signified that he alluded to the man in the mask and the gentleman in the mask clenched his fist and shook it and shook his head also ask father brosnan also whether you ain't to be true to us catholics now that you're one of us it's a great favour as has been done ye yeah. ye're mindful of that ain't ye poor florian said that he was mindful here they were joined by another conspirator a man whom florian had seen down by the sluices with pat carroll and whom he thought he remembered to have noticed among the tenants from the other side of ballintubber what's that chap up to now asked the stranger he ain't up to nothing said carroll we're only a cautionin' of him "'Not to be splittin' on yourself, nor yet on you,' said Carol. "'Sorrow word he can say agin' me,' said the stranger. "'I wasn't in it at all.' "'But ye was,' said Florian. "'I saw ye pick the latch up and throw it away.' Ye've sharp eyes, ain't ye, to be seein' what warn't there to be seen at all. "'If ye say ye saw me in it, I'll have the tongue out o' your mouth, ye you young liar. "'What's the good of frightenin' the boy, Michael? "'He's a good boy, and isn't a-goin' to peach upon any of us.' "'But I ain't a liar, he's a liar.' this florian said plucking up renewed courage from the kind words pat carroll had said in his favour never mind said pat throwing oil on the troubled waters we're all friends at prison and shall be as long as we don't split on nobody it's the meanest thing out that's splittin on a pal said the man who had been called michael it's twice worse when one does it to one's father i wouldn't show a ha'porth of mercy to such a chap as that and to a catholic as paged to a protestant said carroll intending to signify his hatred of such a wretch by spitting on the ground "'or to a son as split, cause his father was in question.' "'Then Michael spat twice upon the floor, "'showing the extremity of the disgust "'which in such a case would overpower him. "'I suppose I may go now,' said Florian. "'He was told by Pat Carroll that he might go. "'But just at that moment the man in the mask, "'who had not spoken a word, extemporized a cross "'out of two bits of burned wood from the hearth, "'and put it right before Florian's nose. "'One hand held one stick, and the other the other. "'Swear,' said the man in the mask.' "'Bedad, he's in the right of it. "'Another oath will make it all the stronger, "'that you'll never say a word of this to mortal ears, "'whether father or sister or brother. "'Let em say what they will to yer. "'so help ye the blessed virgin.' "'I won't, then,' said Florian, "'struggling to get at the cross to kiss it. "'Stop a moment, me fine fellow,' said Michael. "'Nor yet to no one else. "'And you'll give yourself up to hell flames "'if you don't keep the blessed oath "'to the last day of your life. "'Now let him kiss it, Pat. "'I wouldn't be in his shoes for a ten-pen note "'if he breaks that oath.' nor i neither said pa Oh laws no. then florian was allowed to escape from the cabin this he did and going out into the dark and looking about him to see that he was not watched made his way in at the back door of a fairly large house which stood near still in the outskirts of the town of headford it was a fairly large house in headford but headford does not contain many large houses it was that in which lived father giles the old parish priest of tuam and with father giles lived his curate that Father Brosnan, of whom mention has above been made. End of chapter 2